This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 368. What are we going to call this mess? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the MyMac Podcast number 368 with Guy and myself, Gaz. Guy, are you there? Yar, matey, I be here. And that's it from the MyMac.com podcast this week. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, well, I that's, think, what you, that's what you told me to do. Well, well, yeah, I think we can go on a little bit longer than that. Okay. Yeah, last week, I think um, either Thursday or Friday was Talk Like a Pirate Day. Was it? Yeah, so I made everybody crazy at work. It'd be, yeah, are you be needing this here security update, matey? Uh, talk like a pirate day. So does that mean, give me that disc, or you got to do a bit more copying? Yeah, well, it's, the problem for me is my my pirate voice is, like, barely better than my English accent or my Australian but, accent. So it's, I thought you was going to say then for, you, uh, for a minute, your normal voice. Oh, well, no, my normal voice is fine, <laughs> I think. <laughs> now you had a busy weekend i did have a busy weekend oh, you I, go, I, t- I have been on pins and needles waiting to hear about this <laughs> well last weekend uh we went through the biannual <laughs> now, w- w- wait 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 by wait, biannual wait. what does that mean well it's every but, other year Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if that was like twice a year. I always get confused with that. I never know whether oh, that's twice know, a year now, or now every other me, year. Now you've got me confused. It may it may be. Anyway, this about 18 months ago, uh, which was December 2009, we went for a tweet-up, and we went to Liverpool, and we called it the Liverpool tweet-up. There was um, uh, somebody who I follow, um, and there was a group of us, um, who was coming back uh, for Christmas from Australia, and we said, well, we can't miss up on the opportunity. Let's all tweet up. And that person agreed, who happens to be Jane73 um, on Twitter. And she was coming across. And there was um, about three or four uh, others uh, of us in the UK and one actually in Switzerland, Paul Shadwell, uh, Pat Mann, uh, myself, um, and another guy who um, we don't see so much of now. Um, oh, he him. Seems- <laughs> yeah, him. And... Um, Basically, we just got together and then the, the group grew and grew. And I think there was about a dozen last time, perhaps between, I don't know, 12, 15. And we had a good time. We enjoyed it. But it, it wasn't just a one-day thing. We kind of – some of them went up there on the Friday night, stopped over. And then um, I on the last time it happened, I went up on the Saturday morning on the train, um, stopped over on the Saturday night and then came back on the Sunday. And that's pretty much what I did again this this time. And we had similar numbers. Perhaps, um, perhaps we didn't have 15, but we had about a dozen. Or so. so you do like a pub crawl or something like just hit a bunch of pubs well <laughs> funnily enough the, the last time um we we, we it, obviously because it's a tweet up most of us are apple fans and in liverpool uh in in liverpool one um there is uh, an apple store and quite close to that apple store is a certain starbucks and starbucks <laughs> seems to follow apple stores around it seems but anyway we, well, maybe so, it's the other way around or maybe it's the other way around, yeah. Um, and we we pretty much congregated in the in the Starbucks to to meet up, and then we had a, a quick check in the Apple Store. Although, to be perfectly honest with you, once you've been in one Apple Store, you've been, been in, in the mall. The mall. <laughs> um, because I was amazed at just quite how similar the Apple Store was to the Milton Keynes Store um, in layout and product. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got Macs in there. Can you believe it? In, in an Apple store, they had Macs. I'm just, I'm just amazed, really. Who, who, would, just who amazed. would have thunk that would have happened? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? It's incredible. <laughs> incredible. Anyway, we went um, we went around the Apple store, and then we also, you know, we, we yes, we might have partaked. Taken in a, some in food, a alcoholic beverage or two, and we might have also had uh, an alcohol beverage. Yes, but actually, the funny thing was on the on the Saturday night, um, Alison obviously also well not obviously but Alison Sheridan who is a good friend of uh, us and the show. Yes, yes, she is. 
had said that um, she'd like to, you know, have uh, some FaceTime with us if that was at all possible and we got the opportunity. Anyway, on the Saturday night, we were in this uh, uh, Italian pesto or pesto restaurant which was a little bit like a tapas bar to be honest with you but i thought tapas was italian anyway we're in an italian an italian restaurant which is doing tapas which i thought was spanish with somebody from australia two people from the states somebody from switzerland um now did they did they come did the people from the states come over for the tweet up well here's 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 something just absolutely incredible i this story gets longer and longer. The more <laughs> questions you ask, the longer this we is going got, to We take. got nothing but time. Do you remember when I came over to the States sure. um, earlier this year? Yeah, you were in, uh, what, Tennessee or Kentucky? In Nashville. Yes, I was in Nashville. Okay. Um, and I know somebody on the Twitters called Barry Falk, who is actually uh, one of the co-hosts of the For Mac Eyes Only podcast as well and um, barry i know is a, a big starbucks fan and also does a little bit of the uh, starbucks mug collection uh, i think he's got a number of mugs and i had asked him previously asked him before when i w- was going over to nashville um had he got a nashville mug and he either said that he'd got an old one or you know he hadn't got one of the newer ones so or he hadn't got one i can't remember anyway he said that'd be great if i could get him one so I got this mug, which was back in, when was it? It was March time, wasn't it? I can't yeah. remember. It was, it was right around our uh, 100th show. Well, it was, it was also, if you remember, the release of the iPad in the States, the yes. iPad 2. Yes. And I was hoping to be able to get one, which was a complete fail. But, <laughs> but that's a whole other story that'll take so another I, so 15 I get, minutes. Uh, on the route home in the airport, I go p- past the Starbucks, remembered our conversation, saw a Nashville Starbucks mug, bought the mug, brought it home. Okay, so this guy that lives in the States that wanted a Nashville mug <laughs> had to go to the UK. No, 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 no. So I said to Barry, I'd send it to him. And uh, it, during this conversation, this was about the same time that the second Liverpool tweet up, which was the one we've just been to, <laughs> okay. was occurring. And somebody else from the States, who is Boniface on Twitter, said that she was coming over, but she was going to take an elongated trip. And I think, actually, she's still here. She's currently, I think, down in London, doing the, the sites down in London. Sure. Uh, and she uh, stayed with uh, another uh, person who, you know, we tweet with. I mean, it was a tweet up. We've got to, you know... I keep referring to people I tweet with. That's because it was a tweet up. Anyway. That's kind of how uh, that works. It's kind of how that works. Yeah. Uh, and she's been over for, you know, doing the sites and going around the UK. And um, I think she had a, a great time by the sound of it. So, you know, she said, I know Barry, hand over the mug to me <laughs> and I'll take it back and send it to him. And I said, <laughs> And I said, that's fine. Okay, that's brilliant. Yeah, if you want to do that and Barry's happy with that and you're happy with that, great. So we're tweeting like last Wednesday or Thursday and I suddenly said, ah, you know what we need to do? Because I tweeted both of them. We need to have an official handover photograph. And I've actually got that photograph because I was going to do a handover, an official handover to, to Julie. Anyway, I arrive in Liverpool Saturday morning. I find one or two of the others who were at the hotel because we all kind of congregated around the same hotel. Right. Uh, and then we went to Starbucks and we stood in the Starbucks queue. We knew that somebody was upstairs who grabbed a load of couches because there was going to be a few of us. Um, and we had basically we were in the queue and we were waiting to get a coffee to go upstairs. And Barry comes down the stairs with his For Mac Eyes Only t-shirt on, as I had mine on as well. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I know. And I just, I, I was gobsmacked. He'd flown over just for the tweet-up. And and nobody had, and he, he hadn't told you. He had been keeping it quiet other than uh, Boniface. She knew, and she was kind of going, you know, she was agreeing with this handover photograph, this official handover thing, but <laughs> she knew that he was coming over because he obviously couldn't keep it a complete secret. Right. And I was absolutely flabbergasted. Oh, that's funny. And it was it was superb. So, so a had, good time was had by all. It was a good time had by all. Anyway, back to the FaceTime. Yeah. Alison said, let's do a FaceTime. And so somebody found, finally got hold of her while we was actually having this meal in this restaurant. 
And this is over 3G, Guy. This is over a MiFi, which is obviously going on a 3G uh, network. Now, it was in the yeah. middle of Liverpool, so the signal was really healthy. But we had a FaceTime, quite a long FaceTime, although we couldn't hear her because the restaurant was quite loud and we were quite loud. Um, <laughs> but we basically had a FaceTime with um, with um, Alison and uh, her husband, Steve. Uh, and it was all you know, very geeky. <laughs> So what, everybody's on what iPads and and well, yeah, I, no, I guess Allison was probably on her Mac. She was probably yeah, she was probably on a Mac, but we were on iPads and iPhones, and a few of us had brought our MacBook Airs as well. So you're doing FaceTime over 3G at an Italian restaurant, or was this still at Starbucks? No, no, this was in the in the evening at the Italian okay, restaurant. At the Italian restaurant, you so, guys are I mean, all on. The- there's other tables, obviously, were looking at us rather. You know, Oddly, what the hell are they doing? You know, we'd all got you know the iPhones out and iPads were out, and you know, uh, in fact, somebody we nobody's looking a- at anybody. They're just all <laughs> looking at their screens. Oh, there you are, right there. Wait, I'm right across the table from you. Well, well, get this. When Alison, when the the, the connection finally went, and Alison, you know, uh, left the call, the people on the table because we're on two tables. The people on one table decided that they ought to FaceTime us on the other table. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing exactly that. We were FaceTiming the other table. God forbid you actually just walk over and talk to one another. (laughs) Can't have that. We were having a, a real hoot, you know. Turn, <laughs> it, was, it was just a great laugh. And I well, think, do you realize that now all of your pictures are up on the wall of that restaurant with a little "Do not allow them to ever come yeah. back in." Yeah. Well, I think the next tweet up will probably not be in Liverpool. To be perfectly honest with you, Don McAllister was there as well. He came along and, and did this a bit of a tour. We had a, we had a great time the whole day and the weekend. It was it was like somebody likened it to a, like a reunion. And I agree with that. I mean, it was like-minded people talking about like-minded things. You know what you should, you know what you guys should have done. You should have gone over to uh, that intersection off the, I think it's Abbey, the uh, Beatles Abbey Road album, and just taken a uh, picture of no. all you guys going across that street. Right? Okay, I've got it's, yeah, right. You're going to take me down that route. I can take you down that route. The Abbey Road zebra crossing which is what I think you're talking about, where the four of them are crossing the zebra yeah. crossing. Yeah, that is actually in London at Abbey Road Studios. Oh. Right. So that wouldn't have been possible. However, I've got a little bit more of a story on that one. That, Why, of course uh, you do. <laughs> that zebra crossing has actually been moved from where it originally was, but it is still the same zebra crossing. You know, people still treat it as the Abbey Road zebra crossing. Now, there is a webcam that actually watches that zebra crossing. So if you, I, I, I'll see if I can dig out the URL and give it to you before the end of the show, so we okay, can put it in the show, show notes. Notes. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. That's cool. But there is a there is a webcam that w- that watches that zebra crossing. And the funny thing is, you get lots of people hanging around by the edge of the pedestrian crossing, um, and basically it's a, a pelican beacon. So what happens at these crossings is you don't press a button for a light. People, you know, driving cars see that you are standing. Standing on the edge and will stop. And what happens is all the people stand on the edge waiting for a gap in the traffic so that they can cross the road doing very Beatle-esque strides <laughs> with their friend who was standing in the middle of the road taking a picture of them. Oh, my God. So the cars come up to stop and the people wave them on because there's too they just much know. traffic there. <laughs> they just know. It's, it's like a death trap. <laughs> So I'll see if I can dig out the uh, the link to that. So yeah, you okay. you, send, you send me on a tangent and I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know ta- this should be the tangent show, not <laughs> the mymac.com podcast. It's the tangent podcast. <laughs> and now yeah. here we are off on another one. Go. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I got a uh, I got some. You know, we have a uh, an email kind of newsletter that goes back and forth between all the, the various people that are involved with, with mymac.com and Vicki Stokes, who started off as being a, I think a liker on our Facebook page. And then I kind of started a conversation with her and then, uh, John Nemo wanted her email address to ask if she wanted to write for the site. Now she's a writer for the site. So everybody was kind of putting in this, this email thing, you know, Hey, welcome Vicki. Uh, welcome to the madhouse and you know, things along those lines. So, uh, when it came to be my turn, uh, I put in that you know that I had had a hand in introducing her to the site, and that I hope she didn't hate me for it. 
And she came back, says, no, 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 I won't hate you for that. And I said, ah, great. So she's very creative and will find all new reasons to hate me instead. <laughs> you see, that's the thing you get. The MyMac.com podcast draws you in into ways you never knew could be drawn <laughs> in by. <laughs> is that is that like your German scientist accent? I don't know. It was just a rubbish accent. Okay. Well, that works. It It works for that. Now, now, when we get when we do finally get over to the mymac dot com website to go through the articles, I hope you know where we're starting because I haven't got a clue. Uh, we finished <laughs> off last week, which we didn't we didn't talk. We usually talk about that before we start doing the show. Uh, the last thing we did last week was the one by John Nemo, the, the okay. data tail uh, pair and smart two. Actually, no, right. I'm going to take that back. I didn't think we did, actually. No, that wasn't the last one. We well, did. I'll tell you what, even if it wasn't, even if it was, let's do it again, because it, a little bit of overlap won't hurt. But um, um, I, I, I'm sure that we did uh, the Pocket Side podcast, because I told you off uh, missing two out, didn't I? Yes. All right. So I'll do this. The first one is a review <laughs> by, by John Nemo for the Data Tail Pair and Smart 2 uh, or, and Smart two bay ray drive enclosures and these are kind of cool one of them actually is for it's it's really really tiny you put two two and a half drives in it and you set that up as a raid now i'm not sure how practical that is but i, I think it is it's super geeky i like that it, yeah it does look a bit geeky actually we'll have to take a closer look at that but i say that every week yeah um, well, we usually do, just not while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Everybody hang on while we read these articles. <laughs> well, the next one is a book review, and it's the Little MacBook Line Edition. And it's by Robin Williams. I didn't know. I thought he was a comedian. Yeah, so did I. Big hairy guy. Anyway, the, the review is by Mark Greentree, who is very prolific. Yes. I have to say, he's doing a grand uh, job. Did you, did you listen to uh, uh, Not Another yeah. Podcast yes. 21? Yeah, I've listened to the next one. I've gone beyond that. Oh, I've already okay. gone, I've already listened to twenty two. That was I had so much fun doing that show. I know you did. I know um, you did. The next one is Tech Fan number forty seven, and I just listened to this one today. Chunky Windows eight, and it's Tim talking about Windows eight and how he doesn't like grilled chicken and sausage gumbo, but from Campbell's Chunky Soup. Yeah. <laughs> now, the next one I'm a bit confused by because it says Learn My Mac, episode number one by Tim Robertson. But I didn't think it was Tim Robertson. I thought it was Elisa that was doing you that. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. You know, yeah. I was waiting for that. Yeah, that. I, but any, anything having to do with <clears throat> multimedia, I think, uh, ends up usually with Tim's name on it. Okay. Well, but, Ali, but it's Elisa's voice. So yeah, <laughs> she did it. It's nice, too. Uh, the last one we have for the week is uh, a review by Suze. It's not Suzy. It's Suze, you nitwit Brit. Oh, I got it right. Uh, the Adobe Creative Suite CS 5.5 Master Collection, the Adobe Illustrator CS 5, and Adobe Flash Catalyst <coughs> CS 5.5.1 review. Oh. <laughs> I love them. I really do love them. Yep. They go on and on and, and on. And just so we, we keep this fair. You big yank tank. That's right. <laughs> Don't feel that you have to. <laughs> well, just sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so, did we get any feedback? We got some feedback. And, and this was... I, I, I hadn't heard the outcome of this, but Alison Sheridan from the Nocilla podcast hosted at podfeet.com. <laughs> well, her iTunes account deleted the MyMac.com podcast. And first, she wasn't sure what was going on, but then it deleted her own podcast as well. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more history. Actually, prior to it deleting our podcast, it had deleted a few other podcasts that she listens to as well. So, she, you know, but then then when it deleted the MyMac.com podcast and her own podcast... Well, that's when it becomes said, serious. She said, oh, the horrors. And I agree with her. <laughs> I, agree with her. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what she's done. She's, she's, she's put in some smart folder to kill everything, I think. I think she must have a Dalek in her machine or something. <laughs> Call Doctor Who. Uh, we got some audio feedback. Yay! From, uh, from Scott Wilsey letting it. Well, you know what? I think this one pretty much speaks for itself. 
Hey, guy and gas. Just a little feedback from the other episode where you were talking about how you really do listen to my podcast. Well, mm-hmm. I just wanted you to know that I listen to your podcast, too. No, he doesn't. Uh, I got to go now. <laughs> that's brilliant. I, 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 hope that's his, I hope that's his kid. No, it's some random kid off the street he probably dragged in. To yeah, say that. somebody named Oliver. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. I like. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and uh, daddy, you, why are you lying? <laughs> don't lie, Daddy. You tell me not to lie. <laughs> now, you've got a, a very odd. Well, I, I guess they're all kind of odd since it's tech news of the weird. But this is did you like really this? odd? Oh my! It, it's almost Adams Family esque. <laughs> For those who know who the Adams family is, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us about it? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, I'm not. Yeah, it is. It, mm, <laughs> if you've got a nervous disposition, <laughs> don't go and look at this. Yeah, it's a, it's a dis. It's titled "Disembodied iPhone Handcase." Is the weirdest iPhone accessory ever, and basically, it is a case for your iPhone. Um, that by it's itself is not a big deal. But that's not a big deal. But it's actually shaped as a hand. <laughs> yeah, there's a hand that faces out so from the back of the case. If you if you look at some of the shots, um, people are kind of holding the hand, and they seem so happy. They seem so happy to hold the hand, which is holding the phone. Or, well, actually, the phone's connected to the back of the hand. So this, if, go take a look. It's just weird. It it, it really. Is just weird. Yeah, and to keep uh, and to keep the Beatles theme, he wants to hold your hand. Yes, yes. But basically, it's got like a um, this uh, I don't know what you call it. This dummy hand has got obviously a, a case which the iPhone fits into uh, some bracketry, and then you can just uh, I don't know <laughs> fingernails. <laughs> the, the, I think it's the picture of the guy where he's got a hand, obviously coming out the back of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just weird. And it, just it's the weird. typical, you know, and, and it's it's a, I guess it's from China, of course. Everything is from China these days. But just all the people that are in these pictures seem so delighted to have yeah. an iPhone case with a disembodied hand on it. Yeah, I think so. And, hey, we, you know, yeah. we're running really long, gas. Are we? Yep. So no, everybody. I can't believe that. I it, can't believe it's that. It's true. It's true. And I'm going to bring back an old favorite here. Yeah, they need to do that again. Clicking wires, the ticking clocks. They're in my brain, in my brain, in my brain like a wave of shocks. Bang goes the world, the bright sun cracks. There's a train, there's a train, there's a train, and I'm frozen to the trash. Hey, David, you know what? Guy and Gaz keeps playing our old promos. We make new ones, and they keep playing the old ones. What's the point of us putting the effort in? Really? Really. I mean, we spend at least 25 seconds coming up with these promos. We're talking about extending mental energy here, and then we record the things as well, and then what they do, they play the stuff we did years ago. Years ago. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Leave it up to a Brit and an American to, to, to get that lazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. It's Tech Fan on the MyMac Podcasting Network. Just waiting for their chance at Angelie Jolie, the G-Man on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the second segment of the MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz. And Gaz, we, I, I, I picked a, uh, a subject here, and in some ways I'm kind of sorry I did. <laughs> because... Um, if if you listen to the the last tech fan show, uh, Tim and Dave went over this this quite a bit, but I, I think we can put our own special spin on it. And the uh, the little title I have here is 
Microsoft, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bovine excrement. Now, nice. That's nice. A, yeah, nice. Thanks, well, that, that's, that's, thanks, for, thanks for that guy. That's the family way of saying it. So <laughs> essentially, you know, Microsoft has released a developer's version of Windows 8 with the big difference between the way Microsoft does it and the way Apple does it. Apple only releases it to developers. Microsoft puts their beta out for anyone. <laughs> so if you're well, well, can I can I defend them just a little bit here? Sure. I think I, th- I think they've done it this time round, but they've also said this time round to developers, here's the um, you know here's the uh, developer version, but it isn't going to change, so you can go out and develop on it. Right. Well, I, the, the, I think most of the basics of what Windows 8 is going to be is uh, is on there. Yeah. And the part that that kind of confused me now, now in, in some ways, I think Microsoft is being very, very smart here. It seems like they're, they're finally possibly trying to get rid of some of the old cruff that they've had in windows going back to probably windows 95 and windows eight has a completely different user interface than anything you've seen from Microsoft before. And part of this interface is kind of balanced by saying, okay, we acknowledge that Apple is doing incredibly well with tablets. We want to get in this space and we finally realize that a full version of Windows on a tablet isn't what people seem to want. But from some of the stuff I've been reading online, they're also envisioning tablets running uh, x86 chips as well as ARM chips. And I just don't think that x86 chips in a tablet running you know, not not so much the OS. I don't think the OS is the problem. It's it's the apps for the OS where it becomes an issue. People mm. don't want to run applications that were meant to be used with a keyboard and a mouse on a touch screen. Well, what what I'm getting from what I've heard so far, and we've we've got a we've got to put a proviso on this. This is still very early. This yeah. won't be oh, out until so. ne- this won't be out until next year, and we'll come back to that about you know, where it's going to lie in the face of where Apple is. Um, but what I'm hearing is that they, people that have used it initially, they don't like the look. If, if they put it on a desktop machine, then they're not liking the look. They just, it just doesn't look right. It's not windows esque. It's a change. Well, you know, well done Microsoft for actually, Changing the UI and trying something new, which is, you know, something which a lot of people have said, you know, they don't normally do. Well, they are now, and they're certainly trying something new with this. Um, And what I've heard is that once you get into it, you can understand a little bit the way they've tried to integrate the two platforms, but still keep the functionality there for desktop users, but also obviously give um, the tablet users... Uh, an interface which works for them. Now, I've not touched it. Uh, I've not seen it in action. I must admit, I don't like the look of it from a desktop perspective either. But, you know, that's my initial prejudice. And we'll have to wait and see when I get my hands on it, if I ever get my hands on it, <laughs> as to how, how I you know, do or don't like it. But I think we've got to give them some kudos to come out and, and try something new. And I think they now realize also that they've got to go down this avenue and they've got to try something new. And they've, they've it, also, I think they're thinking possibly from the old patents point of view, because if they're trying something completely new, maybe they won't have so much of a patent war going on and they can make sure it gets out onto tablets. And I, I don't know. Yeah, it, and it, and from, not be fighting with Google and Apple. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I think it's a still a long way off. It's not going to come out till next year. What's important is they've got to have developers out there producing good applications for it as well. Yes, yes, and and not just for the desktop, but for uh, for the tablets for as the well. tablets as well. Now, yeah. there's there's kind of 
two to three different versions that people will see if they download it. There's the x86 version. There's an ARM version. And then uh, in the x86 version, if an application hasn't been metroized, because they're, they're calling the, the new user interface Metro, if it's not set up for Metro, then it'll revert back to a more familiar Windows-like view. And what right. this kind of reminds me of is when Apple was doing the transition between OS 9 and OS 10. They had that background compatibility layer for classic applications, but were kind of steering the company toward OS 10. And they were telling right. their developers, this is what you need to develop for because you know once we hit a certain point, we're not going to be really supporting the classic Mac OS anymore. And that's exactly what Apple did. So it, it's almost like Microsoft is acknowledging that they've got a lot of old stuff that they need to get rid of and they need to put out something new in order, not so much, let's face it, even if Windows 8 looked exactly like Windows 7, they would still have 85 to 90% of the marketplace because that's just, that's what Microsoft does. But, you know, again, I think you're absolutely correct. Kudos on them for trying something new. And the other thing that people have to have to know is applications that are meant to work within the x86 environment, if you get an ARM tablet running Windows 8, you're not going to be able to run those applications, those x86 applications, on an ARM tablet. You know, the applications will have to be recompiled to work under both types of architectures. Okay, so... I can hear a few people out there because it just hit my mind as well. This is the MyMac.com podcast. Yes. Why do why do we care? Oh, I, I think I think this is very important. If if you look at, you know, right now Apple has the vast majority of tablets out there. I mean, they're really the only company that that's selling them in any kind of quantity. And here comes Microsoft saying, "Okay, well, we want in." And the things that we've tried to do with tablets in the past have failed. So now we're trying something new. And it's, I think it's important for, for Mac users, number one, to keep an open mind, you know, to not just swallow, you know, the, the Apple Kool-Aid and think that anything that anybody else does is crap. And just, you know, let, let's give it a chance. Let's see what it's going to do. Because let's remember companies that sit by themselves in a large space on a particular market have a tendency to stagnate. And that's kind of what Microsoft has done on the desktop. They, they stagnated for a while because other than Apple sitting at anywhere from five to 10%, they had no competition yeah. on the desktop. Okay. So uh, this kind of brings me onto what I was going to mention before, but try to avoid it as much as I could. And the fact is that uh, you this can't do it. This won't, this won't be out until next year. Right. By which time, we're probably going to see iPad number three. Certainly. And iOS 5 will have been out, and we could even be on to another version of the iOS um, yeah, before this comes software. Out. So do you think Microsoft in doing this is just getting it out there so they can get the developers on board, so they can get those apps? Or do you think possibly it might even be a mistake because Apple can go, yeah, we're already there. We've got an interface and all of the stuff to, to match this. Well, I think, I think that this is a smart move on, on Microsoft's part, trying to get the, develop, the developers on board early before anything is actually even released for it so that they can build up a quantity of applications that will work under a Windows 8 ARM, most likely ARM-based tablet. You know, apps is what's going to sell tablets, and Google has found that out to their detriment with all these companies coming out with Android tablets that are can only seem to be able to run phone apps because there's not that many tablet apps out there. In the meantime, Apple has like thousands and thousands of tablet apps that are, are well-developed, and that kind of seems to be where people are going. I, I think it's, it's not the hardware that, that's selling people 
on tablets. It's what you can do with the tablets. That's why things like USB ports and all this other and having flash on it and all this other crap that the, the, the Google Android based tablets keep trying to push on us. They're not selling because they don't have the apps. So do you think that, um, you know, I I was going to say, do you think I have to worry about it? I'm not really concerned as to whether we have to worry about it from an Apple perspective, Not yet. but do you, but do you think Apple have anything to worry about this or does Google and the Android tablets have more to worry from this? Oh, I think I think uh, Google has more to worry about from this than Apple does right now. Though, I mean, the people that work for Apple aren't stupid. They you know they they keep up on what their competition is doing, and you know they're not going to probably say anything one way or the other about it until there's actually something released. But you 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 can't ignore your competition just because you're, you know, the, the, the biggest player in the space. I mean, that's, that's just crazy. So, you know, Apple's going to be keeping an eye on it, but I think Google is the one that should be mostly worried at this point because there, there are no really established makers of tablets in the Google Android uh, space right now. No. No. So, I mean, it's out there. It's going to be competition. It's totally different, which I think is, is interesting. And it will push, you know, the, um, the boundaries for all tablet manufacturers, um, forward. Yeah. And I, and I wonder whether it then also kind of confirms to Apple the way they're kind of going with Lion, which, you know, people say is a more iOS-esque. Uh, interface, which I, I kind of disagree with, to be honest with you. But you know, well, I mean, there are some elements what, in there, but it's, there are elements in there, but you don't have to have it. And whereas no. you know, with this, I've heard it's in your face to start off with, and you have to get around it to get back to what you deem to be a desktop interface. And I think that's a lot of people are going to struggle to get past that. Um, as you know, we've heard a few complaints about Lion, sure, um, which uh, I think. A, uh, you know. So many of them are justified, you know. But what, yeah, well, what well, people I'm have talk- to remember is that that you know, we're talking, on ten I'm- ten seven one. Yes, yeah, but I'm talking about the interface in so much as you know it's been dumbed down and more. I as I said, iOSified. Is that a word? It is now. It is now. Um, we'll look and, it up uh, on. Uh, and I, I'm not sure. It, I'm not sure it is that you know that much. But I wonder whether this kind of you know will push Apple even more to say, "Yep, yeah, we're going in the right direction" because this is what we wanted to do as well. Well, you Ooh, look at you look see. at the, the the Magic Trackpad. You know how much longer is Apple even? Because I mean, I I can't stand Apple's mice. I I hate them. I I don't use them. I haven't used them since 1987 except when I absolutely had to. But the Magic Trackpad, I think, is the kind of the, the, the future of, of an interface between your hands and your desktop. You know, they've been trying to sell these touch-based, yes and no. yes touch-based and no. PCs now for a while, and no one's buying them. Be- and again, it's mostly because the apps aren't set up to be used on a touchscreen. Yeah, that, that's, that's all well and good, but you still need the accuracy of a mouse guy, don't you? Uh, it depends on, on what Apple does with it later on in the future. I mean, they can, yeah, add- if they can make it more accurate, fine. But, you know, there are still things even I find, I mean, I, you know, yes, when it comes down to drawing, uh, fine. But when it comes down to, you know, messing about with images as well, I find that the, the interface with the mouse just gives me that little bit more accuracy. Now they, if they can improve that on the magic trackpad, fine. But at this point in time, I still find that, um, I still need a mouse, whether it be an Apple mouse or, or any other mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still use my, my good old Logitech trackball that they don't make anymore except in a wireless version. Thank you, Logitech. And um, I, you know, I, I don't have a, a Magic trackpad, though I have been sorely tempted. The one thing that's holding me back from getting it is that it's only Bluetooth. Well, I, I mean, I got one um, last Christmas, to be honest with you. So I've had my Magic trackpad a long time. And it's, it, I must admit, it's now that I'm using it more and more. Once, so, yeah, once you start getting used to it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. Now, now you've also gone. You've also put another thing in here. Microsoft <laughs> Flash is bad for mobile devices. Welcome to two thousand and seven. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft has said that so far, uh, Adobe's Flash for the Metro version of IE ten 
for touch-based devices will not be included. And it's important to make that distinction because uh, Metro running on x86 for desktop for the desktop undoubtedly will be able to use Flash as a as a plugin. Right. But IE10 is supposed to pretty much as much as they possibly can do away with all these plugins and it's the plugins according to Microsoft and and uh, frankly quite a bit of of others that are work within uh, information technology is the source of a lot of the problems that we see you know based on uh, uh browser malware and browser viruses so if they can get rid of of all these plugins and have a tighter control of of a of a web browser then i think that would be good for everybody so they're At going least on the windows the, side so they're going down the html5 is it html5 route yeah do we think yeah so flash is bad hurrah <laughs> hurrah, hurrah! <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that comes as much of a surprise. And I just have to use that every once in a while when we can. <laughs> I think we ought to just, you know, periodically, you know, even if we, you know, have a flashback, we can oh, use it, oh, can't oh. we? She is hot. I don't know. <laughs> we hadn't used that one yet. I don't believe you. I anyway, know. I th- devilishly I, clever. <laughs> no, not devilishly clever. <laughs> not as such. So, so, yeah, I think we need to uh, take a break. Yeah, okay, so everybody, I'm going to go for it now. Go, okay. go. You ready? Yeah. I hope, I hope you're recording this. I am. Stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. Wow, that sounded almost painful. Now, actually, before we go, <laughs> can you do it like a pirate? Okay, Rawr. stand by us. No, I can't. You can't? Okay. We'll be right back. It says it might be 512. Hey, but the phones are not always compatible. Are you tired of podcasts that just babble on and on the same old tired old news that you can read on the web over and over and over for an hour and a half? Me too. We don't do news. We don't do an hour and a half. We're pocket-sized podcast. We're iPhone, iPod, iPad, and Apple TV, and we're short. We're about half an hour to 30 minutes. Wait, we're about 30 minutes to 40 minutes. We're about half an hour to 40 minutes. We're one of those. Anyway, we're short. We're pocket-sized podcast, and we're available on MyMac.com. Can you say MyMac.com? MyMac.com. Thank you. In the shadow of the spotlight Always waiting in the wings I'm ready for my close-up When the fat lady sings I don't know if you can hear me But you better hear me out I manipulate the matrix I know how it all turns out Number seven in the alphabet But number one in your hearts It's the G-Men On the MyMac.com podcast Welcome to the final segment of this week's MyMac.com podcast, number 368, I believe it is. Why are you laughing, Guy? I'm just thinking back to what happened about five seconds before I hit the record button. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, okay, you know, I I was recording that, you know. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, no, it's not that big a deal. Right, so you've popped in here a Twitter question from Clive Hammett, or was it me that popped it in there? Uh, I couldn't quite follow the thread. I don't know. No, no, it came from Clive because he was, he was wondering about this and then you replied to him 
And or did, did he send that? Did he send that to both of us? I can't remember. Or did he I, send it to you no, I, and then no, you like retweeted it to me? No, I think he sent me. it to both of us, and then I responded with. <laughs> my, well, you saw my response, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. What did yeah. that say? It, it, yes. Get it. Get okay. The question is: Buy an iPad two now, or wait till next year for iPad three? And I said two. No, three. No, get the two. No, wait. Um. <laughs> Any help? I think we have to discuss yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Any help? Yeah. <laughs> um, we're at kind of a, a weird junction because, I mean, Apple's product releases have become pretty regular now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, get- I think they've been eating a lot of, uh, you know, the good fiber stuff. <laughs> hey, everybody needs their fiber uh you know typically um ios which of course includes ipads and ipods and, and phones are like september october uh we usually get i or not so much ipads sorry uh ipads are like february march a couple months later than that we get the new desktops and so on and so forth. It, it's it's a relatively regular regular schedule off by a month or two yeah. And we're about six months out from the iPad 2 release, which, of course, means that we are... iPad 3 release? No, the iPad 2 release. We, oh, sorry. It, it yeah, just sorry, released I, about six sorry, months six ago. months out from it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got about six more months, more or less, before the iPad 3 comes out. Do you know, on, on that basis, I would say go for it and buy it. But if if you really aren't desperate, then, you know, yeah. wait, put your money in to premium bonds or the bank or wherever and and, and then (laughs) wait for the three. But to be honest with you, if you're thinking about getting an iPad, I would get the iPad 2 because to be perfectly honest with you, Guy, what more can they put onto the iPad 3 that would entice somebody who's got an iPad 2 to buy it? Because I'll I'll tell you, other other than the fact that I was in the US and I could get it cheaply, I'm really still quite happy with the fact that I've got the iPad 1. Now, when the iPad 3 comes out, I will get it, but that's like a jump through a, you know, uh, a yeah. generation, right. which I think is fair enough. But if you've got, you know, if I had the iPad 2 now, I really wouldn't be worried about what they're going to be doing with the iPad 3. Yeah, it would have to be something really, really spectacular for somebody who already had an iPad 2 to get the uh, 3. And here's another thing for you, Clive. I'll tell you what, you'll still get a lot of money back if you wanted to sell that iPad uh, and then put that money towards getting the iPad 3 if you desperately wanted the most up-to-date uh, stuff. Because it's what a lot of people do. And they, it, that's the thing with Apple product. It seems to hold its price and you can get Very a lot well of too. money. Yeah, and you can get a, you know, you can not lose it, it think back to what happened with me and, and the and the 24 inch um iMac now it's a completely different scenario but the fact yeah. was it wasn't but, stolen yours yours won't be stolen Clive. yeah but the but the the fact was we deemed it to be a courier week and that's the usage we got out of it now i lost a thousand pounds on that you're not going to lose that much on this you might lose a couple of hundred dollars if you you know upgrade and you sell your old one yeah. so if you're thinking or about even less if you go refurb even less if you go refurb. So if you you know if you're thinking about getting an iPad two, um, for me I'd say go for it because I know how much use the the first gen iPad has given us and is still giving us now. Yeah. Well, if you really want to save some cash, and again, it's going to depend on what it is you think you're going to use the iPad for. Now, if you need it for like video editing on the go, that kind of thing, then get the iPad two. But if you don't need the the faster iPad 2, you can get from Apple a refurb 64 gig yeah. Yeah. iPad 1 for, I think it's under $500. I'd have to look. But, I mean, it, it's ridiculously cheap as compared that, to getting a new iPad 2. That's right. I mean, there, I mean if, if for me, if there, there are various ways around it. But if, you're think, if you haven't got an iPad at the moment and you're thinking about getting one and you're, you know, you're on the the cusp of buying an iPad, I tell you what, 
for the uses I've got out of it, and most people that I know, even people that have been, you know, said, oh, I got it for someone else, you know, I got it for someone else in the family. And even that, you know, some of those people have been saying, well, actually, you know, I've used it a few times as well. And, you know, yeah. they see just how much enjoyment the person they've got it for. So, and and even if you get it and you find you no use for it. I tell you what, you won't lose a lot of money if you keep that box, keep it in good condition. You'll probably sell it for nigh on the same, you know, perhaps a perhaps a hundred bucks less than than what you paid for yeah, it. Yeah, you'll get back at least seventy five percent. They're, they're incredible. They're incredible how they hold the price. Yeah, and there's but, there's a reason why, and that leads into our next topic. <laughs> yes, for, do you know? I think you are a real pro guy. <laughs> And, and what do you base this assumption on? Because I didn't know where you were going with that one, but you did a real good job of oh, moving so us into the, into the fact that Apple has again topped in customer satisfaction for the eighth year. That's Just, eight years in a row. They've topped the American Customer Satisfaction Index, or ASCII. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Basically, they, they analyze consumer feelings towards consumer electronics and appliances. And, uh, I mean, it, it looks like Apple's actually gone up a percentage point compared to last year's numbers. Mm. Um, I mean, they've got, I think they've hit 87, which I think, I think is out of 100, the mark is. Yeah. And, and they're way above anybody else. I mean, nobody comes close to them. It's just... I. <sighs> And no, it's not fanboys going no. to the website and filling no. out surveys. These are, no, no, are for the most no. part, regular people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there I, is a reason why we choose Apple products over you know much less expensive products from Dell or, or Acer, and it's not that they make a lot of garbage because they don't. They, their well, computers we, are also very good, but in order to get one that matches up with what Apple sells, you you pretty much have to nearly pay the same price that you would pay for an Apple. Well, it's fun. It's funny as well, because I do you remember, I'm still using the white mic, um, um, MacBook. Yeah. And if you remember, they had that problem on the front edge with the, the plastic splitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've now had that change twice. It might even be three times. I think, I think the third time I took it in, they'd, done a complete revamp of the design underneath the way they've got the change and it's now it's now rock solid absolutely put works perfect but somebody said to me that they were talking to somebody in, uh, from apple and that guy said to them look if somebody brings something in as long as it's reasonable as long as you're open with them right. they they tend to try and get it fixed because they don't want their equipment looking tatty and rubbish when it goes out into the marketplace because people look at it and say, oh, I wouldn't want to get that. Look at it. You know, it looks like a right old piece of rubbish. <laughs> and Apple's, Apple's stuff, and, you know, I, I hate to say this, it, it's good looking. It's pretty. Yes. Yeah. I must admit, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for that, to be honest with you. Well, it, it's a choice between, you know, you can get a uh, a nice small Mercedes or uh, a Chevy Chevette. You know, they're both going to get you from point A to point B, but which one would you rather be behind the wheel of? No, Mercedes. They break down too often. Oh, believe me. <laughs> you, you don't want a Chevette either. <laughs> no, but the comparison is right. And anyway, uh, they've done it again. They're way in front of everybody else, and there there is a good reason for it. And as Guy says, it's not just because we're fanboys and because fanboys have gone into this survey. I mean, they've, it said it conducts, I'm just amazed at this, it conducts over 70,000 interviews. Now, I'm not sure whether that is just on computing or whether that's 77,000 for everything that they, obviously, all of the, the range of products that they uh, consider in the surveys, because it is electronic equipment. Right. But uh, that's a lot of people. And, uh, you know, they're not all fanboys. Definitely not all fanboys. No, no. Well, we should probably move on to app picks. You think? Yeah, yeah. Have you got Have you got one this week? I then? do have it. This is an oh my goodness! This is so old. Um, Pac Man, Pac Man, Pac Man, or Pac the Man X, which is a uh, Pac Man clone that works just fine and dandy under uh, OS ten, either Lion or Snow Leopard. Actually, 
<laughs> quite a bit earlier either. And the best part is it's it's donationware. So if you want to send the developer a buck or two, uh, you will get you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of this. It's from mixebi dot com. It's m c s e b i dot com. And I if I have like five minutes to kill before I have to do something else, I'll break this out. <laughs> Eat some dots, kill some ghosts, listen to that. <laughs> You're so sad. I am. It is sad. <laughs> but that does, you know, I'm not, I was never really a big Pac-Man uh, game liker, to be honest with you. I, so I love the old arcade games. I, I'm not sure that I'd, I'd be particularly, you know, that endeavor to go and do this one, but I've got my own games. I'm sure, like uh, but, Death Spank. But we, <laughs> do you know, actually, I haven't played that for a little while. I was thinking about it the other day. Um, and on the MacBook Air, if you... There's a lot of clicking in Death Spank, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yes. Well, obviously, I finally turned on the option so that you can just tap to click. Oh, in on your, oh, oh, on your uh, trackpad. And it makes it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than clicking and pressing that thing, I'm thinking, this is not going to last, this big button. Just tap to click. And it is... Oh, it's like a, f- a breath of fresh air guy, I tell you. While playing okay. Death Spank. Yeah, all for Death Spank. Well, it, yeah, <laughs> actually, to be honest with you, I haven't used it with Death, death Spank. I've been using it with everything else. But, but, Such but, as but. the app you're about to tell us about. Evernote. Now, if you don't know about Evernote, Evernote, I'm I'm sure that everybody does. But I thought I'd just kind of remind people of, of the apps that we probably all use and because you use them on a regular basis and because they've been around a little while and i think i might go through this uh, over the next few weeks or so or perhaps just drop one in um there are apps out there which people use all the time and it kind of kind of becomes your, your normal everyday usage and people think that everybody knows about them well if you are not an evernote user why go the over hell and- not Go over and take a look. It basically can sync up um, any of your notes, to be perfectly honest with you. And between it, any of your devices? Between any of your devices. It can go through, uh, it'll use on uh, Android devices, on iPads, on Macs, on Windows. Um, there is a premium uh, account which costs, I think, about $50 a year. Or Let me just check that. No, $45 a year, so I wasn't far off. And that premium account just gives you extra storage space, extra upload capacity, uh, does a few things with um, encryption. And um, also, I think it um, uh, any notes that you put up there, it then allows you to, or any PDFs that you put up, for instance, it then allows you to, I think, search with... Obviously, within any, your notes, within your notes. So if you've got, if you take a, the the thing I've seen is somebody takes a picture of the side of a van. Let's say you're going down, and you see a, a decorator. You take a picture with your iPhone quickly. You send it up to Evernote, and actually they will then. Oh, I can't remember what the the actual wording is, but they will actually describe, you know, prescribe that. So, it if you do a search, it can search that picture, and it'll actually come out with a word. So obviously. It deciphers, it deciphers what the it wording sees, in yeah. what it sees. Uh, so you can do a search on those um, those characters, which yeah. I think is superb. Yeah, if you use any mobile devices at <clears> all, <throat> the the two apps you should have on there is Dropbox and Evernote, especially Evernote. Because yeah. Evernote adds. I mean, Dropbox is great; it gives you storage. Evernote gives you a whole lot more. You you can make notes with Evernote. Yeah. You can you can put in. Uh, uh, Safari bookmarks. You, you know, basically anything that it is that you may find useful, you can put it into Evernote. Yeah, and and obviously the the thing is, the more you use it, the more you may find that you need to go with the premium. But the the free service is quite, you know, there's there's quite a lot of usage there that you can yeah. um, that you can use before that you you start hitting the the limits the and wall. thinking you're going to have to pay for it. But uh, yeah, if you're not if you're relatively new and you've not come across Evernote, go take a look. Now, now you have I, was, one. I do have another one. Um, it is a free one, and it is for your iPad or your iPhone. The version I bought or the version I got was um, for the iPad. It's a um, it's an Angry Bird esque 
type game, <laughs> although it's not quite the same, to be perfectly honest with you. Basically, uh, it's called Early Bird. And oh, there's early... a big difference right there. One is angry, yeah. the other one's early. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what the Early Bird gets, Guy? Um, a cheeseburger with fries. No. Uh, no. no. Try, tr- tr- try again. What uh, does the Early Bird get, Guy? The Early Bird has a hangover. No. <laughs> you're you're going to have to tell me. The early bird gets the worm. Oh, guy. a worm. Oh, a w- oh, of course. I should have known that. <laughs> and basically this game is you, you have to obviously use physics by flicking your finger across the screen to make the bird flap his wings and obviously you collect things as you're flying through the air and you have to go through obstacles and there are fans and flowers that you jump on and you basically have to land on a target area to get the worm mm. now there is an in-app purchase of 69 pence which is probably around 99 yeah, cents 99 in the us cents. but i haven't yet uh, come around to needing to buy it or felt that i've needed to buy it uh good little game and it's free go try it go go try it out yep and our good buddy mac oh, good god mac <laughs> magnatico magnatico <laughs> Yeah, you normally get that right. I know. Actually. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Magnatico. Uh, <laughs> he has a people's pick for us. Art Text <laughs> 2, which is available on the Mac App Store. It's great for making logos. And, and basically, if you need to manipulate text in any way, shape, or form, this is a great program to do that with. It is. Actually, I, I've, um, in fact, I think, let me just check my site while um, I'm doing this, because I have, I got Art Text many, 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 many moons ago, and I did actually upgrade to Art Text too. Um, and I think I've now taken them off, but I used to actually, I used it to create some, um, lettering for my website over at gazmaz.com, but, um, it's no good me pointing you over there because, I've taken it off now. <laughs> and it, it's is, not it's quite real good. expensive either. No, it's not. And you can put pictures in there and, and do all sorts with wording. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty good little application. Yeah. 19, $19.99, uh, which yeah. is, they say, uh, it's a, right now is a 50% savings. Yeah, it's good for, as he says, it's good for, for making logos. Very yep. good. And uh, as I don't think we've talked about it yet tonight, we have a Facebook page. Do yeah, no, no. Well, actually, we have one new subscriber, though. It's a bit of a cheat. It's Thomas uh, Zaler or Zaller <laughs> that we had on. We had on the show last week. He liked the uh, the MyMac podcast page. We, uh, we would love it if you'd go over to you know if you have a Facebook account. Just takes a second. Go on over to the the you know just type in a little search window MyMac podcast. This page will come up. Just hit the like button. So yeah, easy. and leave a comment. Write something. It says. Yeah. I mean, it says it right on the top. It says write something. I mean, who could resist that? <laughs> and the the great thing about it is, uh, both Gaz and I are admins for it, so we check this page on a regular basis. And if there's something that you want us to talk about, you don't have to make an email. You don't have to try to fit it in 140 characters. You can just go into Facebook, <laughs> be as as specific or as general as you want. And we'll have it on the show probably in the very next week. Absolutely. Also, now talking about feedback, go yeah. for iTunes, folks. If you're listening to this show and, you know, you have, well, I don't, even if you hate us, I mean, most people, <laughs> most, most people hate me, to be honest with you. Just go to iTunes and leave us a review and we would be so grateful. Yeah, I Won't don't we think die? we have. Won't we oh, die? We're very, we go very around, We're paying money. We're, we're paying money, will we? Uh, sure. Sure, uh, we will. <laughs> uh, we won't pay you money. No. Okay. No, no, no money will be exchanged so, for like. Sure, you told me. You told me you'd pay me money. Oh yeah, that check's on the way. Ah, uh, uh, that's right. <laughs> it's been on the way for a long. It's going via snail mail. Literally, <laughs> it's on the back of a snail, and it, it's it's trying to now, learn how to swim right now. Now, now, guy, if somebody really was that fed up and they wanted to actually contact you direct, could they yeah. do it? Yes, they how, how could they do it? For the love of God, yes, they can. We have the technology. I can be reached via email at guy at mymac.com. And also, uh, as long as you can fit it into you know, your insult or, or general dislike of me into 140 characters, you can reach me 
at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> what about you, Gaz? Guess what? It, it's ever so easy. G-A-Z at M-A. Oh, I messed G-A-Z at M-Y-M-A-C dot com. That's Gaz at MyMac.com or Twitter dot com forward slash Gazmaz. G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Have we got got a phone? We do have a phone. We have a Skype phone number that you guys are ignoring. And that (laughs) that makes me sad. It's area code 703-436-9501. And, you know, Gaz, as crazy as this sounds, I think there is actually one other way that they can contact us. There is. I know it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of that's kind of your cue. <laughs> you, you, you want me to tell him, dear? Oh, please. Okay. If you do want to contact us via Fearless Leader, or if you just want to contact the program anyway, just send yeah. it to feedback at mymac.com. It's dead easy, really. Feedback. Yeah. That's feedback. Feed. Feed as in birds. Why did I say that? I don't know. Feed. But that's do it food. early. Back as in opposite to front at mymac.com. And if you understand a word I'm talking about, then please tell me because I've got a clue what medication I'm on tonight. So we could also call it meal not front at mymac.com? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it probably wouldn't work. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think that's about it for the badness tonight, Gaz. I think it is. Oh, I lost my cursor. <laughs> Where the hell's my cursor? Oh, I just said it. Wiggle it about. You'll find yeah, it. I found it. I found it. Some angry bird had it. So uh, thank you so very much for downloading the show. Gaz, thank you once again for coming on. Who, me? Yeah. I appreciate it. I really, really do. We have so much fun ah, doing the show. shucks. <laughs> so everyone, please, uh, well, don't stand by to stand by because you'll be waiting a really long time. <laughs> and uh, I think we'll see you next week. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and tech fan with Tim Robertson. Said a salty old skipper from Wales, number one, it's all right to chew nails. It impresses the crew and quite impresses me too, but stop spitting holes in the sail. <laughs>